Thank you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Hey there, pharmacy community. It's Todd Yuri with the Pharmacy Podcast for another episode of the RX Chat Pharmacy Podcast. And today we are talking about growing your compounding pharmacy business. And I want to welcome um, someone who is not a, uh, afraid to be out there in the spotlight, who does an incredible job helping independent pharmacies market themselves, really understand compounding specifically. Um, and he is a rock star in the pharmacy community, one of, uh, one of our greatest associates and I'm a big fan of, uh, Mr. Scott Maitland. He's the publisher of Pharmacy Marketing Quarterly, uh, Hitality, the owner of Tacit Amas Publications. Scott is a health and wellness social media expert. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Scott. Thank you so much for having me, Todd. Glad to be here. You're very welcome. So when we heard from the RX Wiki team who co-hosts the RX Chat with us that we were focusing on uh, growing your compounding pharmacy business, um, we definitely wanted uh, to see if you could get on the show, and we appreciate you being here at the last minute. No problem at all. Always glad to throw in my hat and give my two cents. <laughs> so um, the topic uh, marketing your compounding pharmacy business, um, and I think uh, it's a great topic. Uh, today is the um, the first of October, and it's uh, pharmacy uh, pharmacy month. And what a what a great way to start off the beginning of the month with a topic such as this. So I'm going to jump right into this. Jump right into this, Scott, with you. So um, we have a bunch of participation from. Uh, the Twitter sphere happening right now, and uh, the first question is pretty open. Um, does your pharmacy offer compounding services? So, just give some reference to your own um, your own knowings of the business of compounding pharmacy. Absolutely. So, when I I did own a pharmacy at one point in time, Live Oak Pharmacy, and we were a hybrid pharmacy. So, when you when it comes to compounding, you know it's a specialty practice. And you can choose to to enter it in one of three ways. You can be, or one of two ways, sorry. You can either be a compounding-only pharmacy, uh, which definitely has its advantages. Uh, Typically, you're open Monday through Friday, traditional uh, office hours, about the same time as the doctor's office, uh, and you're closed on the weekend. So there's definitely some nice perks to being a compounding-only facility. And then you can be a hybrid, which does traditional retail prescriptions as well as compounding, uh, and that's going to lend you more to having traditional hours because people will be expecting you to be open on the weekends. Yeah, that's um, that's an interesting way of putting it, the hybrid. Um, I always use the word combo, but hybrid probably fits better. Um, there's a lot of community pharmacies out there, retail-oriented pharmacies, who have been doing compounding all along. And um, it's interesting that sometimes we don't uh, toot our own horn. And, you know, you you have these services available you um, are already doing all of this additional work. You've made the investment into uh, different levels of compounding because um, there's really intensive compounding environments uh, with much more sterile stuff happening and instruments and tools. And then there's the the side where they do it as a as a side business or as a hybrid. So you know, as a marketer, Scott, uh, question uh, number two is, you know, if so, if you are a compounding service provider. Are your patients aware of all the services you can provide? 
Well, I would have to say that if you're definitely interested in getting into the compounding market, then you definitely need to market your services because a lot of people don't really understand compounding. Um, the ones that do are going to be amazing advocates for your business, uh, but the ones that don't, you need to do a lot of uh, target market, figure out who your target market is so that you can go after them. And even in the world of compounding, I mentioned specialty practice, but you even want to get even more specific in your compounding. You can't be all things to all people, so you really need to decide what you want to focus on. For example, I was talking to Peter Koshland yesterday, who is the owner of Koshland Farm in San Francisco, and they're known for their HRT practice that they do, their hormone restoration therapy, and they're looking to now, now that they've really built that strong target market that ideal customer and, the, and they have this niche that they're known for, they're looking to get into other aspects of compounding to build up that awareness. So my advice would be if you're looking to get into compounding or if you're already doing it, figure out what are you known for and make sure you're getting that message out clearly. That's a, a good point, um, Scott. Um, the feedback from the the RX chat today, uh, one of our participants who chats at uh, handle at pro or prof, P-R-O-F, farmer, P-H-A-R-M-E-R, um, and uh, their um, a great participant had said that, yes, their patients are quite aware of their services. In fact, a lot of life-sustaining medications are being compounded here. And they went on to say, in fact, sometimes they think everything needs to be done, stat, because they forgot to call us to make new ones or make uh, new prescription requests. Um, it's interesting, you know, the levels of complexity in dealing with your customer does start with education in the services that you provide. And then dealing with um, managing that business is ongoing. So, be careful um, in some ways uh, what you get into and be prepared uh, to uh, provide those services ongoing um, and keep those customers yours and not let them float away to possibly some, you know, national big box organization or something like that. And um, Scott, what, as a follow-up question to that, um, you know, I'm, as a, and obviously as marketers, what, what type of education per se to maybe a specific disease state or um, to the, uh, you know, wellness care advocates that, that pharmacists are, what can they do to just basically get some of that information out there? I think one of the first things that I would recommend all pharmacies do is look into the American College of Apothecaries. Uh, and you can follow them on Twitter at uh, ACA underscore info and definitely utilize and take advantage of all the classes they offer. They offer a variety of classes from um, sterile compounding to uh, they have two upcoming conferences actually this month that start at the end of the month, October 31st and November 1st. They're doing compounding what's happening as well as marketing what's happening. And that, I think, is a, a, a great resource, number one. And number two, uh, I would also recommend if you're – Compounding or interested in compounding, you have to become a member of the International Academy of Compounding Pharmacists. Uh, they do two large annual conferences. The first one is the Educational Conference, which is in conjunction with the American College of Apothecaries, as well as their sister organization, the American College of Veterinary Pharmacists, and that is in January, and it will be in Fort Lauderdale. And then uh, they also do – IACP also does compounders on Capitol Hill um, – for those of you involved in compounding, you know that there's a lot going on with regards to what the insurance will pay and what they won't pay, whether or not you can do um, 
whether or not you can do in-office use. And there's a slew of information out there, and it's, it can be overwhelming and difficult to know what's going on with all the trends. So in order to be um, compliant and ethical and, you know, top-notch pharmacy, those, those organizations that I mentioned uh, are definitely worth looking into. That's a really good point. Um, I have attended uh, the IACP's event. It was on Capitol Hill at the time. It was down in Washington D.C. It was a incredible event. Uh, there was a. It was a lot more, I'd say, uh, intimate in ways because it was a smaller uh, conference. It wasn't an enormous, you know, huge conference per se. And the vendors that were there were, uh, in some ways, in my opinion, so much more engaging. I was able to actually go up and really talk about the business and learn about the business. So, um, yes, the IACP and then the ACA, um, both of these organizations. And, Scott, I think you've helped to kind of market some of their um, programs as well as those events, and they actually come together to support that event all in one. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm a big – I actually uh, am working with all three organizations, and uh, we we actually advertise their services in the pages of Pharmacy Marketing Quarterly, uh, and I'm, I'm a huge advocate for the work that they do. So um, there's a follow-up question to that, um, and we were asking, you know, about marketing and, of course, uh, ongoing marketing and planning if you're a compounding pharmacy and what that what that differentiates from being a retail or an institutional or even a specialty pharmacy, although those lines can get blurred, especially with marketing. But how, as a pharmacy, um, as a compounding pharmacy, can you specifically advertise your services? Uh, give us some of your ideas, Scott. Well, I think so the first thing I would start out at the very beginning is, and I mentioned this earlier, is look at who is your, your target market, which uh, you have two. You have the prescribers that write the prescriptions and then the patients that use them. But then you want to get even more specific and think about who is your ideal customer. And once you start understanding who your ideal customer is, uh, you'll be able to get more focused on how you need to be spending your time and, and your effort. Um, so from a prescriber standpoint, you want to figure out what is it that you want to be known for, whether it's HRT or veterinary or uh, autism, whatever it is. And you, you can have multiples of these. It's not just picking one. You know, pick multiple of them. But then once you figure out the track you're on, then you can start understanding your what that doctor needs. Because, And I've said this in the past, and I, Todd, I know you agree with me on this, but all people are tuned into that internal radio station, WIIFM, What's in it for me? Mm -hmm. And so if you can understand what that uh, physician needs um, to provide excellent care to their patients, then you can start a conversation up. But the most important thing really from from an advertising perspective is I would spend your money on hiring a a top-notch marketer. And when I say marketer, it's actually a combination of roles. It's not just someone that understands how to manage your social channels or do a newsletter but it's also someone that is, is, knows how to, how to sell because it's going to the doctor's offices and it's selling the services and the people who work in your pharmacy, and that's what makes you unique and different from the guy down the street. Um, with compounding, a lot of people, I think, think of it as a commodity business. You know, you're offering these, these, these drugs to help patients out. When you have a commodity business, people start looking at price, but when you build it around the service and the expertise of your staff, price becomes less of an issue. So spend some good money on getting the right person in that job and then give them the training that they need. The other thing I would definitely say is if you're a pharmacy owner, 
you need to be engaged in. Marketing is not a department. It's a culture that your whole staff needs to embrace. And that's from answering the telephone to seeing a patient when they walk in the store to go and visiting doctors. Um, I know other pharmacies like Stonegate Pharmacy here in Austin, Texas, they occasionally do dinners where they invite uh, several physicians to come together and uh, talk about the services, but it's also a great networking opportunity for these doctors to meet other doctors and grow their business. So that is another avenue that you might want to look at. But really, number one, top-notch, hire someone that can represent your pharmacy because chances are you as the pharmacy owner don't really have the time to be going out um, and making those appointments. There's also a service called the RX Generator, Prescription Generator, and they'll go ahead and actually work with you to develop your, your target market and then make those phone calls for you. So if you're in a position where maybe you can't hire someone full-time right now, that's another avenue to look at to get in there and talk about um, to get those appointments set up so that you can uh, then go visit them and you cut out all of that time of, of breaking through the, the, the barrier of getting to the gatekeeper and actually having an appointment. Yeah, that finally was – that was echoed by Mr. John Davidson, um, who's always participating, which we appreciate, John, you, um, you're tweeting out. He tweets, at Pharmacy Advisor, and he said, how many pharmacies employ sales and marketing dedicated to compounding services? How true, exactly what you're saying, dovetailing exactly what you're saying, uh, Scott. This is a new age of the pharmacy business. Uh, you opened your doors up 20, 30 years ago, and you were on the corner store your corner of the of your of two streets uh, in the community, the heart of the community, and business just came in, and you really didn't have to worry about it. Well, it's I don't have to say it. It's a new world. Uh, reimbursements are 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 completely different. PBMs are uh, beating beating things up from a national level. Um, you know, it's it's like it's a doggy dog world out there in some ways, and you you have to be a little bit more savvy uh, from a marketing perspective, but also sales and. There's sales education out there for pharmacies that have been designed for pharmacy owners. Pestle packing sales, for example, which is a course to take you through the sales process. And here's how to manage and balance the difference between advertising, marketing, and sales. Three different things, even though they blur together and, of course, all part of each other in some ways. So important to understand that and understand that you need to hire an outside organization or an inside individual or some consistency to your business to grow their, this business, to professionally reach out to the, phys the physician, professionally reach out to the um, small employers. Um, I wanted to make a point, Scott, which I was really excited to see this. An article came out, you know, you could probably Google it, but uh, a pharmacy benefit manager called RX Preferred Benefits who is a champion of independent pharmacy, just released a new network called Surgical Meds, which is uh, dedicated to working with independent pharmacies. And uh, the article is Sterile Compounding Pharmacy Network Surgical Meds Partners with Pharmacy Benefit Manager Arcs Preferred Benefits. And I know Jeff Malone and the team there and the, the dedication of, to independent pharmacy, as well as other PBMs like APRO-RX and, and, uh, and what they've done over in the Ohio region, and this is really interesting. This is really coming together. You are not alone. If you are a pharmacy owner, a compounding pharmacy owner, you are not alone, but you have got to think a little bit differently. You've got to reach out to professionals who know how to leverage technology, networks, insurance, marketing, selling, and you've just got to piece it together. And 
But once again, don't try to do it alone. And, and Scott, you're an advocate of of reaching out to other professionals to to help us uh, to help us survive in this competitive marketplace. Absolutely, and you know, I I think that when you decide to enter this field or grow the field, it can be um, overwhelming. You know, where to start, what to do, and that's why I, you know I'm going to say it again. Really, look into the American College of Apothecaries if you are interested in veterinary pharmacy. American College of Veterinary Pharmacists, oh, and then definitely uh, putting, you know, joining a membership for the uh, IACP. And if you already have a marketer on board, the American College of Apothecaries has created a special uh, membership specifically for marketers, um, and that is a uh, growing and going to be providing more and more resources. Um, and I saw that the ACA shared the links uh, in the RX chat for their two upcoming conferences, compounding what's happening and marketing what's happening, uh, which are going to be in Baltimore at the end of the month. So if you're in that area, you know, I would highly recommend uh, signing up for both of those. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing that um, if you take it in small pieces, because this can all sound extremely overwhelming, um, I know with some of uh, our listeners who have reached out to us to ask some questions as follow-up, um, they kind of get overwhelmed, and I always say, time out. Just like when you were in pharmacy school, you took one test at a time, you took one specific uh, subject at a time, and you broke it down. So make yourself an outline, uh, structure that outline, and then go out to you know Google and do some searching. Um, reach out to Scott Maitland. Reach out to myself. Reach out to Lauren Ansa. Um, who's a uh, marketer in compounding pharmacy, reach out to the ACA, reach out to the IAPC. These these organizations are here to help compounders be successful. And if you're thinking about getting deeper into compounding, um, look into these organizations as well and, and call Scott or I and, and ask the questions and we'll be so much you know open to, to guiding you. Leads us to question number four, Scott, and that is <clears throat> what, if any, challenges are you facing in regards to compounding? I can think of, oh my goodness, we could talk for probably two or three hours, but um, as a as a former owner and someone who really talks with a lot of uh, different pharmacy owners, uh, what challenges are you you hearing in the business of uh, compounding pharmacy? Well, you know, there's, there's um, 503B, which is uh, about outsourcing, and then there's... Um, this whole debacle of whether or not you can do uh, in-office use. The, the federal government says, no, you can't, but pharmacies just report to their state boards of pharmacy, and some states say you can. So that is very confusing. There's a whole um, movement with uh, Express Scripts uh, not covering um, compounds anymore, but they haven't actually come quite out and said what they're not covering. So two things I want to mention Actually, uh, the first is I mentioned IACP, and IACP has actually got a new uh, program that is free to uh, engage with, and it's called Partnership for Personalized Medications. Um, and I will share the uh, Twitter handle with that. And there's another organization that's called um, oh, RX Access, Save RX Access, uh, and they're a nonprofit that is helping. Uh, create a dialogue uh, between independent pharmacies and physicians who prescribe them and patients that use them. Uh, their URL is uh, saverxaccess.org. And I'll share those in a tweet in a moment. But 
you can't, you, you, there's no way your brain could be able to focus completely on running your business and then paying attention to everything that's going on in Capitol Hill and then everything that's going on with your state board of pharmacy. Um, so from a federal standpoint, definitely become a member of ICP. They do town hall meetings. They have regional events. Um, and they're the ones that, you know, they have a new ad campaign right now that's called How Much Time Do You Have to Read All the Fine Print? Reading the fine print so you don't have to, iacprx.org. Take advantage of, of what they're doing and what they're offering. Take advantage of Save Our Rights Access because they have the tools there to help you connect with prescribers. And that's a great marketing tool, by the way, is sometimes it's best to go in and visit a prescriber without actually going in and selling anything, but by, but by providing them education and access to information to help their patients because then you get seen as a trusted advisor, you know. And uh, if anyone's seen the Godfather films, you know how important that trusted advisor is. Um, <laughs> and that's definitely a role that you want to look at at adding to your uh, services. Yeah, going it alone these days is just um, silly when there's so many resources out there, and we're excited about it. Uh, organizations like um, Scott's um, publications, uh, Pharmacy Marketing Quarterly, definitely go out there, Google PMQ Pharmacy, uh, it'll come right up. It's the first uh, first click, uh, first link that'll come up. Um, there's specific articles in there. There's subject matter experts who write in there. Um, um, people that uh, are dedicated to helping to build your business. Uh, pestle packing sales. Uh, the prescription generator, as Scott mentioned, is all dedicated in setting appointments for you so that you can actually engage different um, organizations in your community. Um, the Take Charge group knows a ton about marketing pharmacy services. Um, the organization uh, RX Wiki has resources from a, from the digital pharmacist perspective. Um, so when we kind of thinking about all this, Scott, um, the next question uh, out there in the in the RX chat uh, today is, what are your hopes for your compounding services? Um, I'm going to take this first. If 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 I think of privately owned pharmacies throughout the country. My hopes for pharmacy, specifically compounding pharmacy, since we're focusing on that today, is diversifying and growing and being able to dig deep into those channels, those business channels that are based on relationship building with physicians, with small employers, with school districts, and just letting them know that you're here, you're a professional organization, you're certified, uh, the open house idea that Scott mentioned with the uh, the physicians being offered uh, maybe even a CE event, for example, or some kind of education or some kind of networking event, a little wine and cheese at 7.30 you know, p.m. Uh, to get everybody, uh, you know, excited. Um, it's, it's just about consistency, dedication, reaching out and asking for the assistance. There's organizations out there to help you. But I'll shoot that question over to you, Scott. What are your hopes for uh, for compounding services and compounding pharmacy? Well, you know, so I agree with you, Todd, that it's important to uh, get out there and um, look at what other services you, could pro you can be providing for your pharmacy. But then I would go ahead and invert that and say, again, once you've figured out what it is that you want to do, it's time to get super specific. Um, don't be all things to all people. Don't try to fill every compound prescription. Uh, it's impossible, and you'll end up getting into issues of, of debt because you're buying all these chemicals that you don't necessarily need or will ever, ever be able to use again. So it's okay to turn away business if it doesn't fit within 
the model of what you're trying to grow. Um, so get specific about it and take advantage of the resources that I mentioned. Also, look at your wholesalers, the people that you're buying your bulk chemicals from and see what resources they have to offer, uh, whether it's PCCA or Freedom Pharmaceuticals or Letco um, or Medisca or there's another one that went out of my head. I apologize. Is it um, Freedom? The other one was uh, Freedom Pharmaceuticals, Fogron. Yeah, uh, Fogron. Uh, look at what they have to offer. Uh, I know PCCA, if you're a member, they have a, a variety of classes. As a matter of fact, there are international symposiums coming up. Freedom Pharmaceuticals just did. I had a conference a couple weeks ago in Dallas. Fogron's opening up a new uh, academy of classes that I think is opening up in February of next year. So there is a slew of choices out there for you. Um, what I would recommend is is look at all these different organizations, see what they have to offer, see what your pharmacy needs, and then pick and choose from what who's offering what, what where the location is, how much it costs, what the expertise is, and then invest in your education so that you make sure that your staff is the best trained staff out there, um, because that's really that's really the most important thing. When when you really strip down compounding and there are going to be people who probably disagree with this, but when you strip down compounding, essentially everyone's making the same thing. Uh, the recipes that they're using, the formulas are the same. So it comes down to the professionalism of the staff. So you want to make sure that they're trained properly, whether it's you know making capsules to going out and talking uh, about the pharmacy. And please, 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 if you do hire a marketer, make sure they're trained, make sure you know what they're saying, because what they're saying could affect your license. Um, and you don't want them going out making claims or going beyond their scope. So spend the money, get them trained, whether it's going to, you know, marketing what's happening later this month or the educational conference coming up in February. I can tell you that um, myself, Lauren Ansa, Shara Bartoli, David Miller, uh, Michelle Sherman are all speaking at uh, marketing what's happening. And even though I would love to have you come and hear me speak, just coming alone to listen to David Miller give the legal do's and don'ts is going to be worth the money of that conference. So give us um, – I'm going to stick a link down below when we publish out the uh, podcast today. But give give a link out to the listeners of, of how to get information on this conference again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I know that the ACA tweeted it. Let me just get it for you real quick because, unfortunately, you know how links tend to be long and drawn out. But uh, – For uh, for marketing what's happening, it's tinyurl, T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot com forward slash M-W-H dash Baltimore. Okay. Tinyurl dot com forward slash M-W-H dash Baltimore. And that's marketing what's happening, right? Yes. Okay. And there's compounding what's happening. It's going on at the same time. And that's tinyurl dot com forward slash C-W-H dash Baltimore. Excellent. Okay. And look out. Uh, what we'll do is we'll tweet these out with the hashtag RxChat so it'll be easier to find them. Um, Scott, I tell you what, there's a lot to think about. Once again, if you're listening to the show, um, I thank you for listening to the show. If you're a compounding pharmacy, you want to dig in. If you're wanting to expand into more compounding services, don't go it alone. Make yourself an, uh, an outline. Reach out to some of these professionals who know what's going on. We spend our lives day in and day out helping pharmacies grow their business. Um, reach out to some of these organizations. Reach out to Scott, myself. We'll actually net, we've networked 
very well. We we know people that uh, are all throughout the country, uh, subject matter experts. We know what uh, conferences to get you to and which ones to recommend. And just like Scott said, if you're going to hire a marketing um, individual, someone to go out there and represent you, um, do a, uh, you know, a bunch of homework to make sure this is the right individual. Um, I'm obviously uh, available for questions. I know Scott is. Um, pharmacy marketing quarterly, for goodness sakes. It started on the basis of compounding pharmacy and the business of marketing your compounding pharmacy. That's a, a great resource. But um, any closing words or thoughts, Scott, before we wrap it up today? Sure, Todd. I, I sent out a tweet earlier, but I just want to let everyone know on the call. If you're a pharmacy owner uh, and you're, or you're a marketer and you're not getting pharmacy marketing quarterly, send me a tweet. I'm happy to send you a complimentary year subscription to the magazine because it's my goal to get you the information you need to grow your business. Well, that's awesome. Um, Scott, I thank you so much for last minute jumping on the RX chat, uh, growing your compounding pharmacy business. I give a, a shout out to the RX Wiki team for co-hosting this with us. We thank you so much for sticking by us and uh, in our growth. And uh, most of all, we thank uh, the community. Uh, the RX chat has really exploded and it's being talked about. Uh, we've even uh, dedicated a t-shirt to, to expanding upon that. And um, we thank you for spending your 30 minutes with us uh, listening and, and tweeting and, and sharing ideas. Definitely keep going. Hey, remember, uh, the Tweetathon um, is, is coming out tomorrow. So uh, that's October 2nd. That's the Tweetathon, hashtag pharmacist, uh, go pharmacy. And once again, we thank you for listening.